Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Barely Bearable. And this is episode four. So congratulations. Thank you so much for making it this far. And um, hopefully I'm getting better at this. It's a lot of work. Um, I'm a one-man band, as they say. And um, I'm just trying my best. So I appreciate you guys listening. Anyway, this is a special episode because it's the Olsen twin episode. I've done so much research on them. I've always been such a fan of them. Yeah, I was going to have my friend Caitlin do this episode with me, but so, since we're in quarantine, I it's hard to do and um I don't know. I don't see an end in sight. So I just wanted to do this episode because they're fresh in the press. Mary Kate's getting divorced and we'll get into it. So Mary Kate Olsen is getting divorced, y'all. She's been married to French Baker Baker. I always say that banker Oliver Sarkozy, whose half-brother is former French president Nicolas Sarkozy. Fun fact. Anyway, um, he's 17 years older than Mary-Kate, which I think that's way too old. He's about 50 and she's 35, I believe. It's just, it doesn't work for me. I think the oldest I would do is seven years. Looks like an old man. When you see them together in public, when they're like doing PDA, doing PDA, um, they look like father and daughter, and it's it's gross. It's gross to see in public. Side note, I was um, in Nordstrom with my father in Los Angeles, and um, the sales associate thought he was my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> we were in Nordstrom, and uh, the sales associate walked over to us and was just talking, and he says, this is your... And he gave me a look like, this is your zaddy. I'm like, girl, no. And I go... Oh, this is my father. Father. Luckily, he didn't catch on, but it was gross to think that people thought my father and I were boyfriends. Sorry, Dad. I could do better than that. Anyway, so Oliver is worth $60 million, and she's worth three times more than him. She's worth about $250 million. Apparently, this divorce is getting super messy. She requested an emergency court order to divorce him. He's asking her to move out. Um, apparently, he let the lease expired, and she's requesting more time to get her stuff. I mean, it must be pretty bad if he's kicking you out of the house and all your stuff is still there. Apparently, um, they had a prenup together, and um, it protects anything she had before the marriage. So um, I think anything she made after marrying him, he's entitled to, which is a possibility. Also, like I said, his his brother, his stepbrother or half-brother, um, was the former French president. So, I mean, I'm sure he has pull, all kinds of pull. More pull than Mary-Kate, possibly. And I saw an article today. I don't know how true this is. So, uh, supposedly, she wants kids of her own, and he doesn't want kids. Well, he has two kids of his own, but they're adults now. They're, I mean, they're probably teenagers. But, um, yeah, supposedly Mary-Kate wants kids. Wouldn't you talk about that before you got married with someone? I mean, that's that's something you talk about. That's pretty important. So I don't know how true it is, to be honest. So in this episode, I guess I'm going to go back in time and tell you uh, some fun facts about the Olsen twins and just talk about them because it's the Olsen twin episode. And I love me the Olsen twins. I love me the Olsen twins. Yeah, I just said that. So, a little background on them. They were born June 13th, 1986 in Sherman Oaks, California. That's L.A., y'all. I used to live over there in Van Nuys in the hood. 
I miss my hood. It was uh, it was definitely hood, but I liked it. At six months old, they got the part of Michelle Tanner in Full House, and that ran from 1987 to 1995. And um, I apparently they were making eighty thousand dollars an episode, so that's a lot of money for someone shitting their pants on set. Granted, Betty White probably poops her pants on set, but she's Betty White. She gets a pass. She's an OG. Let her poop her pants and set. I will. I would personally change Betty White. That's how much I love her and respect her. So in 1992, they start acting in movies. And at this point, they're simultaneously working on TV, the TV show Full House, and they're, they're doing movies. So they did two movies during the whole, during the, um, during Full House. And they're five years old, and they're still pooping their pants, to be honest. And um, it's just crazy how hot their career was during that time. I don't think I would let my, first of all, I don't think I would let my kid be in TV let alone be that young and doing two jobs. So I think that's that's terrible. Oh, wow, apparently three jobs, because I didn't realize they actually starred in the series The Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, which is a musical mystery show. Wow, I didn't realize that. Um, so they were doing three jobs at that time, and how how is this legal? I don't understand. You can get away with anything in Hollywood. So after Full House ended, they continued to star in movies. They were in my favorite movie, It Takes Two, which actually only got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm completely shocked about. That's one of my favorite movies from when I was little, and I watched it last summer, and I gotta tell you, it still holds up, and um, that was when Christy Alley was normal, normal-ish. And um, anyway, I highly recommend the movie, and I think they need to re-rate that movie. Because 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's just disrespectful. It's so quotable, that movie. Watch that movie if you haven't seen it. So when I was doing my research, I actually looked at their IMDb page, and it's crazy. And it makes Kris Jenner look lazy. So by the time they were 16 years old, they did 193 episodes of Full House, 5 movies, and 102 episodes of other shows and, and other projects that's really crazy because you know an episode could take like two three days long i mean and that's so much material they have to read and retain it's like they're they're working actors it's not like they're this is a small walk-on role they are working actors and at this point i feel like they don't have a childhood they're just working all the time like, how much of their childhood did they actually enjoy, you know? Because th- these numbers don't make sense. It's like they're working 24-7, and that's it. And also, I wonder how much of the money do do the parents get, you know? Because I'm sure bringing the kids to set and, you know, worrying about the kids, that's a full-time job alone. And I'm, I'm sure that they're their, the parents are their managers, so... It's, uh, I wonder what, what their percentage is. Probably more than Chris. Just saying. So, yeah, they were huge stars by 16. They were the it girls in Hollywood. Um, and they had so many, so they had so much different merchandise. And they sold cosmetics before Kylie and Lady Gaga and Rihanna made it cool. They had clothing. They had accessories. They had books, board games, dolls home phones and stereos. Chris Jenner definitely got her parental advice from the Olsen's parents because these kids are cash cows by the time they're 
six months old. It's alarming how much money they're making. And also, at least Kylie Jenner got to enjoy from one to 13, you know? These kids were working at literally six months old. Up until now, they're still working, but not in the film industry. But we'll get into that later. So in 2004, they did their last film together. One of my other favorites, y'all, New York Minute, which was released May 7th, 2004. I remember that. I remember that. I remember seeing that. I was in eighth grade. I loved every second of it. Um, I've seen it recently, and I, it's still enjoyable. I highly suggest it. On June 13th, 2004, they turned 18, and uh, they missed their prom to host SNL. And honestly, I would rather host SNL than go to my own prom. And if I was one of the Olsen twins' friends, I would rather go to SNL and just hang out in the green room and just get fucked up with all the celebrities after the show. Later, basics. I'm not going to prom. Pass. Later. So not only do they turn 18, but they gain full control of their companies. Yes, I said it. Plural companies. Um, they own a production company and, you know, their accessory lines and all that jazz. So they had a lot of money when they turned 18. Oh, and they went to college. They went to NYU and um, they tried living in the dorm for three days and that didn't work out. So um, they bought, I forgot the price on it, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, no. They rented it. They rented a $12,000 a month apartment in the West Village at the time because the dorms were too small for them. Also, I knew a girl, her sister went to NYU at the time, and um, she lived across the hall from the Olsen twins during that, that th- those three days of, her, of them living there. I mean, I couldn't, I, I applaud them for trying to live in the dorms, but you have to realize they grew up very differently. They grew up even very differently than rich kids. You know what I'm saying? They grew up as celebrities. There's a huge difference. So no, they're not going to dorm, and I don't, I don't blame them, but um, I applaud them. So I mentioned earlier that the Olsen twins, they stopped acting together in 2004, but they, uh, they both took a couple of different mo- movie roles separately from 2004 to 2012, and they also did uh, a couple of cameos. Uh, I, I think, yeah, they were in Charlie's Angels. And they, one of them was in uh, Factory Girl. I think it was Ashley Olsen. She made a cameo in that. But they stopped acting altogether at age 25. And at this point, they're both worth $150 million. And that's, that's a lot of money at 25 to have. And people are like, yeah, the Olsen twins are weird. Of course they're weird. They didn't have childhoods. And they're, they grew up very different than any, any other person. So after acting, they venture into the fashion world and they they go in hard. They and they don't they're not just putting their names on things. They're actually designing. And I was doing more research on this and I didn't realize how much they did in the fashion world. And once again, um they make the Kardashians look lazy. And I'm pretty sure the Kardashians got their business model from the Olsen twins. Yeah, I said it. Take that, Chris. So they had a line for tweens and kids at Walmart. And in 2007, they launched uh, a brand called Elizabeth and James. Um, they had a line at JCPenney called Olsen Boy and a t-shirt line called Style Mint. And I thought this is huge of them. 
in 2004, they made news by signing a pledge to allow full maternity leave for workers that sewed their clothes in Bangladesh. And um, they they got a lot of praise for that in the fashion world because a lot of people weren't doing that, unfortunately. So they were all for workers' rights, and that's that says a lot about them. And in 2006, they launched their couture fashion line called The Row, which I was checking, and a pair of pants I saw went for $10,000. Granted, they were sparkly, but still, they were $10,000 pants, Mary-Kate and Ashley. And everything's black, everything's baggy, everything's gray and beige it's um they're really cool it's definitely more their style you could definitely see them wearing all their pieces and it's nice check it out not that you guys can afford it so at this point they really come into their own style they're they have those you know they're seen smoking cigarettes with their large coffees they're wearing all black all the time and this is where i become obsessed with the Olsen twins because they just they look like these rich goblins. That's what they are, essentially. They hold Birkin bags that are bigger than them, and um, they drive these Range Rovers, and when they step out, they look like toddlers that stole their mom's car. I love seeing little women in big cars. I think it's adorable. So the New York Times actually once declared Mary-Kate Olsen as a fashion icon for pioneering the signature and now popular among a lot of celebrities, the homeless look. So basically, the homeless look consists of large sunglasses, boots, loose-fitting sweatshirts, and flowing skirts. And you mix high-end fashion with low-end vintage fashion. And um, they're just iconic. I mean, you see this look everywhere from Nicole Richie to Hilary Duff to Paris Hilton. Everyone has taken a page in the Olsen twins books. So they rarely do public appearances. They only couple of things they do is they only go to the Met Gala and they, they come, they come on brand. They come to, they dress to slay. I mean, it's, it's, they're they're great. They don't smile. They just look like deers and headlights. And, um, I love it. They know how to pose. Let me tell you. And they also only go to fashion events, like some sort of fashion awards. And um, they've actually won a couple of different kinds of awards. It's basically, I forgot what it's called. It's like the Oscars of the fashion world. And um, designers get awards, essentially. And um, they won several. So kudos to them for rebranding themselves and doing something and doing something big. Um, you could totally tell them apart in the later years because Mary-Kate looks looks tired. People have c- accused them of doing plastic surgery, but I don't see it because I they don't look like they had it. Mary-Kate just looks tired all the time, unfortunately. But iconic. I mean, we all have our things. I look tired all the time. It's okay. It's it's a look. It's totally a look. In 2004, um, Ashley Olsen had, was talking to People Magazine about her sister's eating disorder um, apparently, Mary-Kate went to rehab for anorexia, and she went for about six weeks. Eating disorders definitely affect people in Hollywood more, and people in the public eye, because realistically, they're under a microscope, and um, they've been famous since they were in diapers, and s- since they were six months. And, um, you know, people say mean things about you, and you really look at yourself in um, a not-so-healthy light, and... Um, I think that was definitely a factor for her anorexia, unfortunately. 
So we're going to get into the next scandal. It's the Heath Ledger scandal. And um, a lot of this is rumored and a lot of this is not true. A lot of this can be true. I don't know. I got this from news sources and um, YouTube clips from uh, entertainment shows, entertainment news shows, I should say. So January 22nd, 2008, Heath Ledger died at 28 years old. Um, Mary Kate Olsen is rumored to have dated him right before his death. I remember his death. I was taking a midterm and I saw it. I had a Blackberry at the time because I wanted to be chic. Not that I was emailing anybody, but I got an alert, I believe, or I was checking the internet and I saw that he died and I'm which was terrible. He was only 28 years old, which um, that's very young. So here's what went down. Supposedly, he was found unconscious in the morning by his masseuse. Um, his masseuse is friends with Mary Kate. And apparently the masseuse called. Um, apparently the masseuse found Heath Ledger unconscious and she didn't dial 911 at first. She dialed Mary Kate. She called her three times Mary-Kate only answered once. And here's where it gets sketchy, because why wouldn't you have called the police if you found your unconscious client, especially such a high-profile person? I would have called the police immediately, but she called Mary-Kate. Then Mary-Kate, this is where it gets weird, sketchy, sketchy, Mary-Kate sent over her bodyguards. Why did she send over her bodyguards? So apparently people are speculating that she sent the bodyguards over to clean up all the pills. So, um, like I said, he died of an overdose. He was taking painkillers, anxiety pills, and sleeping pills. So, the only two pills that were not prescribed to him were Vicodin and Oxycontin. So, those two pills, where do they come from? So, people are suggesting and speculating that Mary-Kate provided him the pills. So... That's what people are saying. People are also saying it's suspicious that... Oh, another thing. Hypothetically, well, they did... The masseuse found him unresponsive, which is true. If the masseuse had called the police before Mary-Kate, would he have been alive? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's those times, those moments are crucial for survival. So, that's another thing. Also, the police wanted to question Mary-Kate because, you know... Why did the masseuse call her? So before talking to the police, she re- requested immunity. Well, guaranteed immunity. So she couldn't get in trouble, which um, I saw different things about that because, you know, it's such a high profile case. It's easy to pin it on her. But I don't know. It's a mystery to me. Did she have any um, part in this? I don't think so. But people are saying she did. Um Got, they have um, a younger sibling that's she's 31 she's two years younger than them and she's a famous actress her name is elizabeth olsen she's been in the avengers she's been in a bunch of other movies but yeah she looks just like them but healthier and um and taller she's really pretty also she doesn't enjoy talking about her famous sisters in interviews i bet you heard people tell talk shows that that's the one topic that's off limits that's my that's my little theory. I hope you enjoyed this Olsen Twin episode. I'm going to try to keep these episodes to 30 minutes or less because honestly, 
It's 2020. Nobody has an attention span. So I figured 20 minutes, I mean, 30 minutes or less would be good for the average duck. Please follow Barely Bearable Podcast on Instagram. And if you have any suggestions, message me. Any complaints, message me. Those are going to go right to the trash. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening.